Investing in your business can be a wonderful way to grow wealth and live the life you want. That's what I'm doing. But investing in someone else's business can be even better. In my opinion, this is the best way to generate true passive income streams. Through ETFs or exchange-traded funds, you can buy a basket of shares in different companies in one trade. BetaShares offers Australia's broadest range of ETFs, including the Global Cashflow Kings ETF, ticker symbol CFLO, which lets you invest in 200 companies with high levels of free cash flow, such as Visa and Costco, in one ETF. You can learn more about CFLO and the BetaShares fund range by visiting betashares.com.au. Read the PDS and TMD on the website and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Welcome to RASC's Australian Business Podcast, a series for entrepreneurs who dare to leave the world in a better place and get paid while we do it. This podcast will make you a better business owner, investor, founder, or entrepreneur. If you want to start a business or already have one, please subscribe to the series or share it with your friends, business partner, or colleagues. And don't forget to consider taking our free business course, which includes heaps of templates for creating business plans, HR documents, employee files, all of my software recommendations, and more. The course is completely free and available via the link in your podcast player. Okay, let's get into the episode. Daniel Jordan, welcome to Australian Business Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's our first time recording in the studio. So all the listeners will be like, wow, the audio quality is... So much better than the AirPods and the... (laughs) Yeah, and just the laptop audio. (laughs) So we're taking it seriously. The guys have flown down from Sydney to Melbourne. Come into the studio, which is awesome. So thanks for coming down. We went to Lucy Lou for lunch, which was a bit of fun. Uh, some great food. But today we're talking about the three biggest traps people or businesses find themselves in in the first year. And now, so if you're thinking about starting a business or you're in your first year, maybe you've just come out of it, I think you're going to relate to a lot of these lessons and kind of like strategies around it. But then we're going to cover the second year of business in another episode. So that'll be next. So if you're in your second or third year, perhaps, Stay tuned because we will be talking to you as well. But guys, I don't know, where should we start? Daniel, maybe with you. What's the first trap as an accountant, as someone that deals with a lot of businesses each and every day, whether they're sole traders or companies, what's one thing that they always find themselves trapped in? Not having a plan. Seems like a very simple one to yeah. start off with, but that's probably the, the most common trap we find most sort of new business owners starting with. They're just going in as technicians and just... Mm doing what they do to make money. Yeah, they're you know really good at what they do, regardless of industry, but it's taking that step from technician to business owner where you know it's not just producing videos or putting up fences. There's so many other aspects to running a business. So we find that that's the main hurdle. It's, it's shifting the mindset. So that maybe because I think we're going to bring up this term a lot for folks that don't know, this idea of a technician. Who wants to explain what that means? So for us, the technician is a very similar sort of like an employee mindset where you've always been hired to do a job to produce a product or a service, right? So you're just going in and you're creating the monetary product, service, whatever it is that you sort of monetize, but that's all you do. It's not about the growth of the company, how to create, you know, ongoing work as well, planning ahead, having strategic plans on how to grow you know, organizations. Mm. It's just your very basic come in, do your job, go home. Yeah. So you may as well be an employee. Yeah. But exactly. you're probably just earning more. 
Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. And less stress. <laughs> yeah, 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 we can vouch for that. Yeah. So not having a plan, that could be, does it have to be complicated? Like, does it have to be, I don't know. No, I don't think it needs to be complicated. Just as long as you're able to identify that there are other aspects, whether it's marketing, whether it's your finance function, you know, sales, how are you going to get the work? Yes, you can do it, but you're not going to be making any money if you're not going to land any new work. And then operations as well. So yes, you know, you're a great technician, but can you scale? Are you, do you have standard operating procedures if that's something that's applicable in your industry? So there's, there's four main points that we split even our business into. It's, it's the, the sales, marketing, finance, and operations. And if you can, you know, not even if you master the four of them, but just have an understanding and know that, that they're there, it will separate you from a lot of those startup businesses. So you've got sales, marketing, operations and finance and finance yeah so you guys deal with a lot of the finance piece right like yes. a lot of people outsource that responsibility to you guys yes yeah so what people would outsource to us is anything from bookkeeping looking after their zero file their tax compliance so you know your quarterly buses your gst payg and some of the bigger businesses give us their reporting you know periodical reporting so obviously different businesses require different reports to what they measure their sort of call it their KPIs. And that also falls down on us to actually process the data and give them reports that are meaningful. It's not just a random profit and loss that some, you know, junior accounts prepared that we haven't reviewed and we send it back to them and they have to dissect it. We will dissect it with them. Yeah. And it's really important, especially in year one, to ensure you're making money. Yes, you know, at the start, you're not going to be making heaps of money because you want to reinvest as much money as you can back into the business, but it's good to have a baseline and something to go off to make future decisions. Mm -hmm. So that's where, you know, whether you're a big business, you're a small business, it's really, really important to have an understanding of sort of where you sit and where the money's going. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a question that we always get is, oh, you know, I've got no money. I don't know where my money's going. If you have good data, whether it's zero, myob, you can see, you can make decisions, Mm -hmm. you can plan. It goes back to that planning piece that you have a starting point. You've got a peg in the ground. You know where to go from there. You know what really helped me in my first year? And it still helps today. And even I, I've kind of fallen off the bandwagon a bit. It's just because I have shareholders. Like I, go, I, I should know, but maybe like five or six shareholders. The thing that really helped me, even before I had shareholders, was just writing a monthly letter. So I, it's like a like an email that I'd send to myself. But it'd have like 10 or 15 people in there. They might have been shareholders, but they're just interested in seeing what you're creating and what you're building and how you see the world. And that, I didn't really have a business plan. Like you can, people got listening, can't see my air quotes, but air quotes, business plan, right? I just had like a chance for reflection and a chance to assess what was working, what wasn't working. So it was literally like, I've worked on this, this worked, this didn't, this is where I think I should focus going forward. So it was like, monthly was the right cadence for me because it was like, long enough to see if something worked or if there was something interesting and it was short enough to make sure that I wasn't wasting too much time, although I wasted a shit yeah. Yeah, to be honest. That's the thing. You don't need to have a, you know, 25 page business plan. Like, you know, all the books say it, all the gurus say it, but you know, it's not really practical. People aren't doing it. Something that we like to suggest to our clients is the now where how, and it's very similar to what now you're doing. Now where how? Yeah. So do you want to just step through? It's as simple as it sounds. Yeah. We sit down with the client we go through some key information relevant to the client, to the industry, and just ask them, where are you now? What does your business look like now? Whether it's turnover, staffing, leads that are coming through, how those leads are coming through, but where are you now as a business? Mm. Then the where comes in, well, where do you want to be? Whether it's 12 months, 24 months, 
three years, five years, could be a 10-year plan. We usually focus on the first 12 months and then roughly about a three-year plan, which isn't, we don't track it towards a three-year. The three is just sort of like this loose goal that you set that we work towards ever-changing. And then the how is where we actually sit down and strategize all. Let's work out how to get to your Mm. set time period goal. And the reason that it's really good is because it doesn't need to be a five-hour meeting. We can do this in 20 minutes with a client and we're hitting all of the really key points, you know, that you want to be touching on in year one. So, you know, again, it doesn't matter how big you are. That's what we're doing with, we even do it. (laughs) The two of us do it all the time as well. Yeah, right. So it's the same thing for your email and who that's going out to. We're doing the same thing. I think it's important to have direction. It doesn't need to be a 25-page business plan. You know, it doesn't need to be complex. That kind of freaks me out a bit. And like financial planning, I'm like, that's a lot of like stress because I feel like it's so hard to predict the future. Well, you can't predict the future. Even the the goals we set during these now warehouse, they're not set in stone. They're ever adjusting. Every time we go over it, it is 90% of the time different to what it was when we first had that. And it's just, at least we've got a aim. We're going towards it. We know what the target is at a point in time. That's cool. So you guys do this, like this is a big part of your, your business, right? That's cool. I like this. Maybe one day we can uh, do like a free something like where we can do like a webinar or something like that where we can sit down with people. So if you are interested and you want to hear from from Daniel and Jordan, just send me an email, send us an email, just use the website. You can also ask questions. We're going to start a Q&A, which would be a bit of fun. <laughs> We're looking forward to that one. Putting the guys on the spot. So if you do have questions, just head to any of the RASC websites in the menu. There's ask a question and just like the Australian business podcast. Okay. So that was number one for the people in the first year is like just have a plan basically like don't go in blind number two was interesting because you guys sent this in advance is not budgeting for scaling slash tax what does that mean yeah so in terms of i guess we'll break it down into two so the scaling side of things so as you start earning money you want to make sure you're putting money aside so you can again reinvest into activities that are going to generate you more profit or more revenue and from the tax side of things mr tax guru maybe you want to my favorite line is why am I paying tax? I've got no money. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's the explanation of, okay, well, GST doesn't work like that. Pay as you go withholding doesn't work like that. Super doesn't work like that. Yeah. And you've spent it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it really is a common thing with, um, with new business owners is they don't need to know the tax system inside and out, but having a basic understanding of what your quarterly obligation is and, you know, what is a BAS, what is in that? Because at the end of the day, you know, when you're working for someone, you receive your pay, the tax is, hopefully they, your boss is paying them the tax. <laughs> Sometimes they don't. <laughs> anyway, that's a, that's a four-hour episode. <laughs> so the, the difference with the, the business owner is the money sitting there in your bank account. You know, the GST, you need to pay the tax man, is sitting in your, in your bank account. The PAYG is sitting in your bank account. So it's a mindset shift because you're always used, you've always been used to getting the net amount, meaning, you know, everything's done. All the tax is paid. Your super's paid into your nominated super fund. Turn the page. Now you're a business owner. <laughs> Does not work like that. Yeah. And that's why we, you know, we've spoken about it before is recommend multiple bank accounts. Have money aside. Feel the actual gross amount of having that employee. You know, as soon as pay run goes, most payroll systems will tell you what the gross amount is. Transfer that to your second account. If you're nervous about the GST component that you're not sort of keeping it aside in your trading account, put a little bit aside for that component as well. So that's where sort of that budgeting comes in really, really important and having that understanding, not just 
trading. And I think back to point one, not having that plan, you're just trading. You're not thinking about tomorrow. This is actually really interesting. So a lot of people in their first year, I imagine like I was like blindsided by this. I was like whacked in the face. I was like, so I've already paid my employees through zero. And then I export the file. It goes into NAB and then I pay it as like a multiple funds transfer on the day. But then I'm like, holy heck, there's 10% super. There's the GST. Then there's the PAYG, which is the tax for your employees. And this is like 30% or I don't even know what the figure is, but it feels like it's like 30% of what I just paid them. I'm like, wow. Like, they don't miss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for most businesses in you want, you pay that quarterly. So imagine not having that, your, your bank account feel that for three months and then three months of pays you go withholding for your employees is then goes, okay, now you pay us the whole amount. You've got, you know, 20 days. And that's a, a problem we see as well with, you know, not even new business owners, but it's something that people just don't adjust to, whether it's year one or year two, is that, you know, if they don't do a BAS for two BASs, so for six months, that adds up very quickly. So, you know, if you sort of are like, no, don't want to deal with it. I did that for a long time. I stuck my head in the sand. Yeah. And yeah. people do that because again, sometimes, you know, they, they might not understand it or they just don't want to deal with it. And it adds up very quickly and it can become a problem because you can't scale because you need to pay that. You owe the tax man, whatever it is. And it becomes a problem very quickly because you're forever chasing your tail. So it's really important to have a basic understanding of your obligations and, you know, how it works. Is there a general rule of thumb you guys say for this? Like, is there withhold X or? Yeah. So it's easy with the payroll because, you know, you can, you can get your payroll report and it'll tell you what the PAYG tax is and it'll tell you what the super is. So literally you go into zero and you're like, load all your employees in yeah. and it says what's going to go where. Yeah. There's a certain report you can get and you have to go in there and manually do the transfers. But on what Daniel was saying, we have that second bank account and we'll transfer the POIG component of the wage and the super out of that trading account yeah. into the second savings account or BAS account, whatever you want to call it. And then, you know, GST, it's hard because each industry is sort of different. But as long as you're getting into the habit of transferring, what percentage? It really depend? depends because that transfer percentage also includes income tax yeah. Yeah, as if well. If you're profitable or not profitable, you're going to be paying it or not paying it. Correct. So we let the business put aside as much as they can to begin with. And after about 12 months, you can probably gauge it mm. a little bit. So it could be from as little as, you know, 15% sometimes you can put in, that'll cover your GST and your income tax at the end of the year. Sometimes we tell business to go 30%. If we know, personally, if I know you're a bad spender, I'll tell you to put a lot more in than you should <laughs> as a safety net. Yeah. Yeah, because it happens. People, you know, people are profitable. They're great at what they do, but it's the personal spending habits that'll get you. It's if you're pulling that money out and spending it elsewhere, well, you still need to pay the tax. <laughs> yeah. So what happens, I know we're trying to keep these episodes short, so <laughs> fully aware of that, but um, what happens if you don't pay your bass for, say, four months? It depends. <laughs> um, this, the ATO is starting to get much more strict with it. After COVID. Yeah, because with COVID, it was sort of a free-for-all. They're just trying to get as much money out as quickly as possible. But we're starting to see them really tighten the screws. If you owe money, they'll ask for you to enter into a payment plan. So that's an option, but it's just not a habit you want to get into. And payment plans are really hard to come by now. They'll give are you they? your first one yeah. pretty easy, but as soon as you default, and by default, I mean don't lodge and pay your next bus in full and on time, the getting the second payment plan becomes more difficult because you've already got that red mark yeah. against your name. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so the other part of this one, 
was the scaling part. Is this this is what you mean by like budgeting tax for scaling? So you have the money available. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So in terms of scaling to spend money elsewhere. So if you have a budget, yes, with tax is one component, but having that second component where, you know, once the tax money is put aside, you know what your, work, your capital is and how much money you can afford to invest into marketing, into staff, into processes, whatever it may be, that's where it's important to budget for that stuff. Okay. Because we were talking about this over lunch. Um, how much are you guys like focus on that part of the business? Because how far, how many months are you guys or years into your business journey for people that aren't playing uh, one, right? 13 months. Yeah. 13 months. I think I'm even less. I started part-time in the business to begin with. I was finishing up with a former employer yeah. and I only started end of February. Yeah, so it's probably a year. Yeah, right. So at the time of recording, it's about a year. So you guys are in just going on the other end of this and you've said like you prioritize everything back into the business. Yeah, the yeah. I mean, whatever you can afford to be fair. Yeah. Like I know for Daniel and I, it's take the bare minimum, grow the business. Again, know your direction. Make sure you're putting all your money in the right places in the business to, to bring on growth as quickly as possible. Yeah. For us, it was investing in people. We needed people within the business to come and do the back-end work that was really time-consuming and taking us off value-added things on the business. Yeah, yeah. We needed people to process the data. And that's the same for any business, not just ours, but you know whether you're a trade, you're a creative, there's always, an, there's always a product or something you need to produce to bill so you can so you can earn money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta get money. Yeah. You need to, you know, be able to to hire those people so you can step back and work on more income generating ideas or income generating, I guess, activities. Like strategy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like even like to, to try and get more work, like if you want to say, okay, today I'm gonna prospect, I'm gonna call a hundred people. If you've got 10 videos you need to edit and get out, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're not if you're not gonna work 18 hours a day, it's very hard. And that's why it's important to scale and have that money so you can bring someone on or you can invest in your marketing or whatever it may be. It's really important to be able to put money aside for that. Yeah, well, people who follow like the RAS brand and whatever, they're like, I can't believe how much content you put out as in me personally. Like it's not just me, but behind the scenes, there's a whole team, right? But even for me, I notice that. I feel like that duck, it's like that duck that swims past and its feet are like frantically moving, but everyone just sees it from, yeah, just moving their little feet. And all you see is like the duck slowly moving past. That's kind of like how I feel. <laughs> I feel like if one day goes wrong in my week, there goes my like time on the business day. Yeah. If you get what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, 100%. Because it's like the treadmill. I'm just going to keep going to power the thing. Yeah. Keep feeding the machine. Yeah, that, that's it. And everyone feels like this. Whether you're like a bricklayer and you've got to lay a certain amount of bricks to pay for you guys, you know that like the the five hours on a Friday where you've got to push the guys is the profit. Yeah, Because exactly. the rest of the week is just paying for everything else. Exactly. So you, that's where you make your, your cream, right? So that's number two is like not budgeting for scale or taxes and managing that appropriately. The final one is taking too much money. Remember this is in the first year. So we just spoke about you guys taking the bare minimum. Is that your advice? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Most people that start a business, it's not a short-term cash grab. We're not here to leverage as much as we can in the first 12 to 18 months and then it is what it is. We'll sort out what the problem's after. It's mm. a long play. Most of us starting a business start because there's a passion or there's an interest or there's some type of likeness to whatever you're doing. So the cash needs to come later. You need to be able to scale your business before you can go for the cash grab. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, un unfortunately, it, it does happen where people – 
whether it's you one, it can be, you know, month one, they'll, they'll issue an invoice and go, oh, 20 grand, 10 grand. New yeah. jet ski. Yeah, jet ski or something. Yeah. Something not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that, going back to point two, like scaling and tax, like that causes big problems there. The money comes in and you're taking it straight out personally. Like that has so many repercussions, not even for scaling, but like tax and division 7A, it's a nightmare to explain to everyone, but it's a tax problem. Like you can take all the money out. This is if it's a company entity, but there's going to come a point where you're going to get taxed on that. Big problem if, if you've got no money. And you've spent it all. Because yeah. a lot of time it's spent, it's not like it's been pulled out and invested in, you know, whether it's an offset or, you know, shares, whatever it may be. It hasn't been invested. It's been spent on unnecessary things, especially within that first year. Yep. So if you're going to go take money out and you're going to do it willy-nilly, make sure it's somewhere where you can get it back. <laughs> Start on a jet ski. Yeah. <laughs> not a new one anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense, right? Like not having a plan, just going in blind. You've actually, you guys have motivated me. We're going to be recording tomorrow as well. So I'm going to go home to write and write my first letter in like two years to my shareholders. They're going to be like, who the hell is this guy? Oh, that's right. I invested in that thing. <laughs> I own some of that. <laughs> yeah. No, like I, keep, I always keep in contact with him like every day, but it's more the, uh, like I haven't given him like a solid business of that. So I'll do that. The second one was not budgeting correctly and just being mindful of that all in cost of tax are so important. And the scale is so important too. Like I definitely spent the first two or three years of our journey just figuring things out. So I was like, how does this work? How does that, how does the website work? How does, and I, cause I didn't have enough money and I didn't want to commit to hiring people. So I kind of had to figure it all out. And that was kind of like my playground for a little while. And luckily I had a sugar mama who was working and she took care of business while I was- How good is yeah, that? Yeah. It's honestly like the best investment is like having, <laughs> having like someone that will support you through a business journey. 100%. And whether it's financially or emotionally, it's- yeah, Having the right people yeah. beside you during this journey is super important. The yeah. fact that they're supportive, understanding, because it's not just a lack of money, in the first year, it's a lack of time. The amount of time you spend just thinking, planning, strategizing, trying to get ahead, it takes up a lot of your life. Yeah. And it can take a toll. It's just, you know, working through that, having good people around you. Yeah. It's important. For sure. Number three was taking too much money in the first year. No jet skis is the the, the consensus from this episode. No jet skis, please. I would concur. I don't have a jet ski, but um, yeah. No, or fishing boat. <laughs> yeah, or fishing boat. <laughs> I want one of those. It's a really cheap one going up in uh, Port Macquarie, actually. So Get onto I'm, it. But I'm in year five. So yeah, so that's okay. But year five is jet ski and boat, maybe, but not year one. So this is a great list. We'll be back with, in the next episode where we talk about what goes on in year two, which is kind of funny and kind of ironic because you guys are now in year two which is great pressure's on pressure's on <laughs> uh if you want to get in contact with these guys there is a big link in your podcast player if you want to get some advice if you want to just do a business health check you want jordan daniel or the team just to have a look at what you got going on and how to kind of make sense of it all reach out to them honestly uh, there's a link in the show notes otherwise send us your question just jump on the rask websites and there was also a link in your podcast player it says ask a question just like the australian business podcast all right gents thanks for joining right. me thank you sir thank you thanks for listening to this episode of the australian business podcast i think this series is best served with my free business course on rask education my free course includes all of my notes templates employment guides 
legal documents, marketing strategies, software recommendation, and ideas for starting and running a small business. If you're a small business owner or an expert like an accountant, lawyer, investor, or entrepreneur, I want to hear from you. I'm not 100% sure what we're going to do with this podcast series, so I'm looking for sponsors as well as potential co-hosts, and of course, I'm eager to invest in businesses run by talented people. If you're looking for a supporter or advisor, a silent partner, or even an investor to support your growth, I can help. Please contact me via the Rask website. Finally, if this podcast or the course helps you, I only ask that you please help me by sharing it with one friend, colleague, or family member who runs a business. Thanks for listening.